You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The bottom of the hour. Your text messages all morning. Uh, Nikita Zadorov's trade request was as subtle as blank. Nikita, Nikita Zadorov's trade request was as subtle as blank. 960, 960, name and location. But right now... NFL analyst, NFL analyst for CBS Sports and the NFL Network, Mr. Charles Davis, brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza. Pizza made to perfection with locations in Calgary and Okotoks. Charles, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, guys. Um, Charles, can you explain to me how on a game-winning field goal the defense has 12 men on the field? It's easy to go, this is nuts, and I get it. And so I had to go back into my head and go through my own experiences, training, coaching, all of those things. And I went back through my mind. Obviously, I, I didn't do it a, a, a play-by-play deep dive, run the plays back. But in my mind, this is what hit me. At one point late in the ball game, there was a big deal made, and rightly so, that DeMar Hamlin was in the game playing on defense for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He had not played a play of defense since – his cardiac arrest in Cincinnati last year. He's only been active a few times this season, and each one of those he played special teams only and never played a snap on defense. So when he went into the ballgame on defense late, I was like, ooh, they are down people. Because for him to get into the game at that, that stage, that time frame, that situation, people were hurt and down. And when we say down in the league, that means they're not coming back to play, right? They're not available. That also means likely because it's defensive backs, who plays a lot of special teams? Your linebackers and defensive backs. Those are the guys who can run. They're down. So now you're starting to lose people. So your special teams coach, whose job is tasked to keep track of who's up, who's down, who's in, who's out, is supposed to be doing that. You have one person on the sideline that is always has the responsibility of counting to 11 and if you count one more than 11, you get, you're in trouble. you got to get a timeout. But guess what? They have no timeouts. So everything just went haywire for them down the stretch. I'm not absolving by any stretch of the imagination. You have to own it. You made the mistake as a team. Something broke down in your procedure. This is actually practiced, if you believe it or not. I think it's hard. You know, For all the things that, that we know are practiced, blocking, tackling, kicking, passing, you actually practice substitutions. You go over them in your sessions, your walkthroughs, things of that nature. We used to always do that on our Friday walkthrough before a Saturday game when I was in college. That was our routine. Others might have it differently. But you would say, okay, punt team on the field. And then you would announce, Ziggler, down. Who's in? Boom, someone has to run out there. Davis, down. Someone has to run out there. And let me tell you something. If that session didn't go snap, 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 the head coach generally lost his mind mm-hmm. because by then you're supposed to have it down. It means you're not alert. It means you're not locked in. And when they really wanted to test you, they'd go too deep. Davis down, Ziggler down, who's up? And then there's a lot of times that involves a shift. One guy goes to another position. Another guy comes in at his position. If you're sharp, you handle those things. I think last night we used the term perfect storm way too often. But the Tempest was bubbling because Hmm. Buffalo did everything possible last night to say, Denver, please leave here with a win. Mm -hmm. 
There was no ifs, ands, or buts. They did everything, and every time Denver kept saying, well, we really don't want to take the win, both said, no, 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 by all means, take the win. <laughs> okay? No, 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 seriously, this is what we want for you. And Buffalo would give them another opportunity. And finally, the Denver's like, okay, okay, okay. Woo, field goal, we're done. Yeah. Well, us is like, I'll miss the first one. I'll miss the first one, and then I'll kick the second one. No, 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 no. We got 12. We got 12 on the field. You're good. Yeah. Try it again. Try it again, man. You're good. Who's good? Take it. Take it and take it and run with it. And and that's that's what's going to be a focus. Mm -hmm. But don't let that that focus obscure what we watched last night. We watched a Buffalo Bills team last night that has announced to the NFL – you're not who you're supposed to be. Okay. Mm. We keep waiting. We keep saying, ah, Buffalo, God, they'll snap together. Ah, Buffalo, you got to be careful. Ah, Buffalo. Yes, all that is still true. But how many games now have we been talking about this and they have not pulled it together? They got issues. They've got issues, as they say. Well, they've got issues up there and they've got to figure them out. The talent level's there, the potential is there, all that's there. Russell Wilson took them downfield to put them in field goal range and Taron Johnson with the penalty. Everyone's going to scream at him. If you're a Buffalo fan, I just ask you to do one thing. Go back to the Giants game when they didn't call the second one. Mm -hmm. That should have been called in the end zone. Sometimes it comes back at you at the worst possible times. And Mm -hmm. by the way, great point. I'm an XDB. It was a penalty. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great point. Um, Who's, who's to blame? In Buffalo, is it is it Sean McDermott? Is it Ken Dorsey, the OC? Is it Josh <laughs> Allen himself? Everyone, everyone's got to wear some of it. Everyone's got to wear some of it. I'm not in their meeting, so I can't sit here and give you anything definitive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Sean's talking. I don't know how he's doing things. I don't know any of that, all right? So let's just take that and put it to the side. Because no matter what team we talk about, right? we don't know what their process is and how they get to certain places. But we know what we see on game night. All right, we know we see on game day. And this Buffalo team makes way too many mistakes. Josh Allen, for all of his brilliance, I remember saying a few weeks ago when we had Buffalo in a game, we had him up in New England. I was absolutely stunned. And I do pretty good research. All right, I pride myself on doing good research. Mm -hmm. I fell out of my chair when I realized that in his career as a starting quarterback, he had never gone back-to-back games without a turnover. Never. That 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 that's a huge. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I watch. I, I'm on. I'm I'm embedded with Pittsburgh right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Kenny Pickett, who by no means would you put in the same sentence with Josh Allen. And that's not for me to tear down Kenny. It's just that he doesn't play like Josh. All right. Mm-hmm. And he's not. He's not going to be what Josh is at this stage. Um. Uh, he's going five straight games without turning it over, guys. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why Pittsburgh is winning because the numbers right. tell you Pittsburgh shouldn't be winning. But you've got to take care of it. And he's and, and the interceptions, the fumbles at key times, the red zone turn, t- turnovers, those things you would think at this stage of his career we wouldn't be discussing. Mm. And that's what, that's what concerns me because then he turns around, he throws a laser shot, and you're like, oh, there it is. You know, and they score the touchdown that, that, hey, that could be the winner right there. And, boy, there it is. But then you go back through the game. How about the fourth down and two when he gets out of the pocket and Shakir is open? And that's one Josh usually hits. Mm-hmm. And he airmails it. 
incomplete. That ball turned over on downs. He's not in sync, guys, and I love him to death. And let's face it, if someone said, hey, could you have Josh, would you want Josh Allen as your quarterback? Absolutely. But I want Josh Allen as my quarterback taking care of the ball. I mean, at this stage of his career, this isn't me having to live with this. This is me saying, how are we going to fix this, young man? This should be fixed. Uh, is, is fixing him by marrying him to Brian Dayball again? Um, Charles, because he he looks like a different guy. Like he just like is is yeah. it because Dayball used to scheme a lot of these things for him, and he was such a great think, offensive mastermind that he he got the most out of Josh Allen. Because ever since he's left, and and God bless Brian Dayball for taking a high profile job like yeah. the head coach of the New York Giants, not. and that guy is doing the best he can in a team that is absolutely decimated with injuries. But since uh, he's left the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen just doesn't look like the same quarterback, Charles, in my opinion. I, I think two things, really. You would always want to be married to Brian Dayball. He's a handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got some style. Did you see the kicks he wore when he got the Giants job? Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. Anyway, I think there is a little bit of an overblown part on Dorsey because if you go back to last year and just pull raw numbers – their offense was everything was still top three, top five, everything. So that's not an issue. That part wasn't the deal. I think that Josh, for the last two years, because of his toughness, is playing through injuries. Mm. And that affects him. Go back to the Jets game last year in New York, excuse me, New Jersey, before they come and get me. <laughs> and he got hit on the – remember he got hit on the arm late in the game by yep. Bryce Huff, the elbow, and he played through it. He never missed – but he wasn't the same guy after that. This year, how many times have you seen? Remember early in the season that he scored a touchdown, he came sideline, and there were no high fives with the right arm. Remember, we know everyone mm-hmm. noticed that. Yeah, he's he's playing hurt. I give him nothing but credit for his toughness because his toughness is unquestioned. But it does affect his play. I'm sorry, that's just my opinion. He would tell me no, and he would punch me in my face, but with his left arm because he's smart. But. <laughs> I think that he is playing hurt, and I think that affects him, and it affects him on certain throws. And you saw it with the Shakir throw last night. Josh Allen makes that throw in his sleep. On the move, wide open, feather it in, that thing is still sailing. That's not a normal thing for him. I do think that part of that is, is what's going on. And I think Ken Dorsey's catching some of that, that grief, but I think it's much more Josh is never going to come out of the lineup unless you know a leg is off. Yeah. And even then, he's going to tell him to tape it back. That's just who he is. But he's not the same guy that way. And let's go to one other thing. A few of those throws last night, how did they not get caught? Yeah. Okay, before, before it's all a pile-on Josh fest, <laughs> Dalton Kincaid had two that I can remember clearly that sailed through him. Gabe Davis had one that sailed right through. These are the ones that have just immediately come to mind. Okay. And people are going to say, well, he throws it so hard. And Troy Aikman made the best point last night. He's like, um, they practice with Josh every day. They know the velocity that this ball is coming. This is not new to them. It's not like Josh throws, you know, soft toss all week. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the game. He's like, hey, I'm going to rocket it now. Good luck. <laughs> they know what you're getting. They have to catch some of those balls. Yeah, could he be a little more accurate here? Yeah, but I feel like I'm starting this pile on Josh Fest. It shouldn't be. But I will say, and I would tell him, sitting with him, dude, 
I don't understand the number of giveaways you have. Mm-hmm. That one I just don't get. You're going to have to explain how, where, why, when, and maybe you can educate me and get me to a different place. But what I'm seeing, you're, you're, you're killing your offense. You're doing so many great things. And then when you just turn it over, give it to the other team, it doesn't make sense. He's too, he's too good. He's too talented. Because think about Josh Allen, and we cut the, take away, the turnovers in half. Mm-hmm. Just cut them in half. We're off the charts, guys. How you end up losing to the Denver Broncos at home. I wanted to ask you about the Steelers and the Packers, the game that you were on the call for. Steelers continue to win. All of their wins this season have been by seven points or <laughs> less. <score. laughs> They've been yeah. blown out by the Niners and the Texans along the way. Is this just Mike Tomlin being one of the best head coaches in the NFL? Is that what you're seeing here? Or why are the Steelers continuing to knock off wins? Yeah, it is definitely one of those things because that's what he has done because this isn't a one-year thing. I think that was Mike Tomlin's 95th one-score win in his career. Oh, my goodness. So it's not, so it's not, like, you know, it's not, not like this ha- it's not like this happens. If, oh, wow, they caught a lucky streak. They have that identity as a team that if it's tight and it's late, we find a way. He gave. We were talking with him this week before the ball game, and we asked him about the defense and, and how they've hung in there despite the fact they've been outscored and outgained, right? By by scoreboard, yeah. cumulative score. They're at, after the Green Bay game, they're minus twenty six point differential for the season, and they've been outgained in every single ball game. All right, think about that now. <laughs> and they're six and three. Okay, and we just asked him about how the defense and you know whatever, and he said, "Hey, this is a group." that has no problem taking responsibility for winning the game. They absorb it. They embrace it. They want it. He said, but look at my group. The vast majority of them are second contract guys. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking at them. Because when Mike Tomlin talks, sometimes you're like, hmm. And yeah. then there's always, there's always something to it. Second contract means veterans. Been through the wars. He said, they're not all second with us. But they've been through it around the league. They know how to play. They get it. Our offense, first contract guys. Hmm. We're trying to get them going. They're young. They're, they're trying to figure it out. Your quarterback, second year. Your yeah. best receiver is, is a second-year guy. Your best offensive lineman right now is a rookie. You get the idea. So he said, that's just where we are. He said, do you really think I want to be in the fourth quarter dealing with this? <laughs> you really think this is, this is exciting for me? It's not. I'd rather be up 40 and chilling. But that's who we are as a football team, and that's how we have to play. And by the way, Kenny Pickett, as I said, he's nowhere near where Josh Allen would be. But five straight games because his team has to have the football and can't turn it over. He's going five straight games without a giveaway. And that allows that team to play these close games, these tight games, and have a chance to win late. Is it sustainable? That's the word that keeps coming up. It has been for nine games, and you referenced the two games that got blown out, right, San Francisco and Houston. Go check Mike Tomlin's record when they've lost by 20 or more points and see what the bounce back is. Mm. It's like 13-1 and one or so. It's the craziest number. Yeah. They get killed, and the very next week they come back and win. I, again, I don't think this is the best team in the league. I don't know that they're the best team in their division. I still don't know they're going to make the playoffs because of the AFC North. But every game they play is probably going to be tight. And if their defense is on the field, they feel like they're going to find a way to win it because the last two games, interception, interception to close out both ball games.
Charles, also in the AFC North, those Bengals, tough loss to the Houston Texans. Is this more Bengals struggles or just C.J. Stroud continuing to impress, show dominance here in his rookie season? Yeah, it's it's C.J. Stroud and a much-improved Texans team because their defense started the year where you could run the football pretty effectively on them. People were getting nearly five yards a crack. Over the last three games, I think they're down below three yards in attempt. And they're much more of a swarming group. It's a young group that's growing up. And they're battling through some things. They had 20-something guys in the injury report last week. So I was like, boy, they are really beat up. I don't know if they can handle Cincinnati like that. And they they found a way and did it. C.J. Stroud, yes, most impressive. And he actually gave the ball away a couple times, which is uncharacteristic for him. Mm-hmm. But his giveaway numbers are still so low, they're almost minuscule. So, And how about the last drive? Because yeah. Cincinnati was down 27-14 or 13 or something and came back and now we have a tie ball game and Stroud gets it for the last shot. And you're thinking, eh, just don't mess it up. Get to overtime somehow. And he makes throw Noah Brown with the catch and breaking tackles. And then the field goal kicker who no one knew his name. Cause they just signed him like Thursday. <laughs> Matt, Matt Amendola comes in and puts it through the pipes and, Dario Gumbawale, the the running back, was like, you know, I could have done that. I could I could have. <laughs> I could have hit that, no problem. I, I didn't need him, coach. Case. But but Houston is better, and just to show how quickly things change in this league, two weeks ago Houston went to Carolina and got beat. And yep. by the way, Bryce Bryce Young outplayed C.J. Stroud that day. Since those two weeks, everyone in Carolina wants Bryce Young to go away, and everyone in Houston says C.J. Stroud's an MVP candidate. And both statements might be true, which is unfortunate. I'm not of the go-away category yet with Bryce Young. It's still way too early. But C.J. Stroud is unquestionably the rookie of the year and and, and deserves to be an MVP co- uh, conversation. Charles Davis, NFL analyst for CBS Sports and the NFL Network, joining us here on the Tom's House of Pizza guest line, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Um, can you explain to me why the, why the Baltimore Ravens continue to blow big leads? Charles. No, like, I can't. I can't. Like, I can't. I can you take them as the seriously numbers. as a Super Bowl contender if they keep doing this? You have to have an arched eyebrow at the least, don't you? Yeah. Can, can, can you do Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in his prime? <laughs> throw, him, throw him the eyebrow, throw yep. him the eye up, right? Yep. That, that's what I'm saying. And typically you would think with the defense that they have, since I want to go with the Rock theme, that down the stretch, they'd put the people's elbow on them, and that'd be it. They'd, they'd close <laughs> the game out. It is, it is shocking to me when you pull up the numbers that the team that has blown the most fourth-quarter leads in the NFL over the last three seasons is the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. That doesn't even make sense. No. Because when you look at what they do and how well they play on defense and, and how they're built and constituted – play like a Raven, and it's a, it's a mindset and it's a belief, and 95% of the time it works for them. How these fourth-quarter leads get away, I have zero explanation for. By the way, I think there's their 35th straight game with a sack, so it's not like mm. they don't put pressure on people. I could go on and on. I have no explanation for you. It doesn't make sense. And that game was at home, up two touchdowns, and that was Cleveland's First win in Baltimore, and remember, they play there every year since 2007, and only their sixth 
I believe, since or sixth or seventh since 1999 when Cleveland became a team again. So they don't go in there and get that done often. And there was some other crazy stat that I think AFC North teams at that stage, I don't know, I, I don't want to get cr- too far off track, but think of it this way. What Cleveland did broke a streak of 0-59-1. I mean, I've got that clearly in my oh. mind. So, wow. so that type of a win – in that situation where they were on Sunday, teams were zero fifty nine and one until Sunday. Bengals Ravens Thursday is going to be awfully juicy. I wanted to Woo! ask you, oh, what a banger! <laughs> uh, I wanted Man. to. Man, <laughs> hey, hey, Thursday Thursday night got rewarded, didn't it? Yes, Thursday got rewarded. Congratulations! And by the way, we're all going to tune into this. Last week, all the talk was, "What's well, so what are you doing Thursday night? I'm going to go to dinner. I'm not yeah. watching that game. <laughs> Movies this coming week, out, yeah." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, this is where I can binge, binge and catch up on yeah, my show. Yeah. Now, this week, we're all watching football. Yeah, maybe pay attention to my relationship, see if how that works out. And maybe, I don't know. Oh, by, 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 by the way, if you ask yourself that question, maybe I can pay attention to my relationship. Your relationship is already over. Yeah. <laughs> and just so you know, just so you know when, you look, when you look around at that point and say, hey, I'm going to pay attention. Honey, honey. And, and, and all of a sudden, you're, it's an echo. <laughs> honey. Honey, yeah, she's she's been gone. I'm all right, a, just just so you know that. I might write that down. I should remember that one. <laughs> um, I want to. I got to ask you about the way that Patriots game ended. What a weird weekend for Bill Belichick. There's this probably oh, AI video of him wandering around doing like a, a walk of shame. That's really strange and weird. And of course, the game ends in a strange and weird way. A fake spike intercepted. Yeah. Also, Bailey Zappi throwing it, which is Dan Marino, Bailey Zappi, yeah, whatever. Same thing, whatever. How did you like the fake spike call from the Patriots as that game wore down? Eesh. Yeah. Ugh. Look, Dan Marino and, and Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice and, and uh, Randy Moss, they do those great. I love those commercials about maybe we should unretire. <laughs> Have you seen those? Yep. Those, yep. those are hilarious to me, you yep. know, because, you know, they're all Dan's like, hey, didn't he? Then Dan runs out for the, for the coin toss and keeps breathing. And Josh, I was like, you okay? <laughs> I, I just love those. When he did the fake spike and then threw the pick, Dan Marino had his head in his hands and he's like, maybe I should unretire. <laughs> okay. So you guys know, so you guys know how this is supposed to work. If you're going to fake it, you got to complete it. And by the way, when he faked it and threw it, there were more white shirts in the area than yeah. guy than the guy in blue. Like it was just, <laughs> it was like quad I mean, coverage. I, I, yeah, I, it was unbelievable. And I think Jason McCourty, a former Patriot, was doing the game, and you could just hear in his voice because we're we're analysts, we're supposed to be neutral, but he's just fresh off the field. Yeah, you could hear the you could hear the pain. You could hear the New England pain on that one. Like, what was that? Like, you know, like what are we doing here? And and it just. It's such a strange sight to see maybe the greatest coach we've ever had in the NFL, arguably, right? He's in that pantheon for sure with no answers because typically he had answers. When we were on to Cincinnati after getting blown out, I think it was Kansas City, that team won a Super Bowl. Think about the other times where we thought the Patriots were in dire trouble or this, that, and everything. They had answers. The Super Bowl when Malcolm Butler picked off the pass. Everyone yeah. wanted to go, oh, my God, stupid call, blah, 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 blind luck. Then the tape emerged that they'd worked on that exact play Super Bowl week in practice. 
had answers. They don't have answers right now. What What is this doing to his legacy, Bill Belichick's legacy? It, it has to be damaging it in just real, a little in, bit. In, in real time, in real time, dinging it because that's where we are real time. Right. Pull, pull back the lens down the road, almost nothing. Okay, well, then let me rephrase it then, Charles. Who is more impactful on that Patriots legacy, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Um, you can't write the history without both. But I do think in real time, Tom Brady's winning big. Mm. Yep. In, 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 when, you, when, when you get down the road and right. you start writing the history of the Patriots, the Tom Brady's going to be extremely prominent. But we're also going to recall what we just talked about. The interception by Malcolm Butler. Well, that's on Bill Belichick's ledger, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the deciding to stay with Tom Brady instead of going back to Drew Bledsoe after the AFC Championship game in the first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's Bill Belichick's legacy. You know, down twenty-eight to three. Yeah, Tom Brady helped lead the comeback, but the first big play of that legacy was a blitz. Dante Hightower knocking the ball free, pick it up, off we go. That's Bill Belichick's legacy. I can keep going. Mm-hmm. You can't write it without both. Short term, Brady's winning huge. We know right. that. That I means it's not even a debate right now, right? Long term, when you write it all out, you can't do one without the other. And I just say it like this. Paul Brown, Otto Graham, Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, okay? Bart Starr, Vince Lombardi, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. Yep. You don't do one with Chuck Noll, Terry Bradshaw. You're not a great coach without a great quarterback. You're not a great quarterback without a great coach. Doesn't work. Kyler Murray has a great performance, and on the week that the new Call of Duty gets released, which makes it that much more impressive, um, what did you <laughs> see from him? What do you want to see from him the next of the season? Who's going to come get him and make him their next quarterback? Because it doesn't feel like a future in Arizona is necessarily destined for this young man. Yeah, I just I want to continue to see what we saw. Boy, he sure looked like that rehab was excellent. That means he put some time, some effort, some work into it. You know, listen, you don't just bounce off, off the couch off of that kind of surgery, right? He had, he, had to, he had to work at it. So for all the jokes that we can all make, and I've made them, believe me, about the playbook and this, that, and everything, and I still blame Arizona management for letting it become as big a story as it did. As I've said before, sometimes you have to be the adult and when they decided to let that story get out, and I think that came from the top, that we're putting that clause in his contract, they it backfired on them. Yeah, you, we can make the jokes about Murray, but ultimately it's like it became a talking point that, that suffocated him. This guy, if you, I think we have to see where the new coaches settle because at the end of the year we're going to have some coaching changes, obviously, and see if there's anyone out there that's going in that fits with him and wants to hit the reset button with a guy like Murray. Cause that's, that's where I would target it. I, I'm not ready to target a team that's playing right now. I want to see where the new coaches settle and how all that goes because different systems, different times. Remember they hired Cliff Kingsbury because they were going to draft Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury didn't bring a resume that said, hire me as an NFL head coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he brought a resume as an offensive coordinator and they made him head coach. But remember, they drafted Josh Rosen the year before. The chosen one. Right? And then remember Josh Rosen said he was going to punish the entire NFL for not taking him higher? Right. That didn't go so well. All right? But 
one season later because of the way the collective bargaining agreement is, because we don't have to pay court, you know, that, that money at the top is as big as before. The Cardinals came back one year later and said, forget it, hit the reset and draft another quarterback. You can do those things now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you couldn't do them before when Matthew Stafford was getting $50 million. You can now. And that's what they did. And that's where we are. Um, real quick, Charles, your thoughts on Travis Kelsey going all the way to uh, South America on his bye week to watch Taylor Swift perform. And then you being a Swifty, she changes the words to karma and includes him in her song. Your thoughts. Two things. Number one, if, if you've ever been in love, you're going you're gonna to fly to Argentina for, for her. You're <laughs> going to. It's just the way it is. When you're in love, yeah. you go. All yeah. right? And he had the open week. He had the means. had the availability. He went. Two, they better win on Monday night. He better play well. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, yep. otherwise, we're back to talking about the Giants going out on the boat before the playoff game against Green Bay. They lose, and, and Odell drops passes. We're talking about people before playoff games taking a vacation, even with an open week, came back and lost and have never lived that down. These are the things that fans get involved with. It won't be good if he comes back and drops two passes and doesn't look good. He'll have to live with that, but I don't think he cares too much. No. And last but least, last but not least, if she's on stage changing lyrics and puts my name in the lyrics and makes sure everyone knows and, and looks at me when she says, but, you know, love the players. And she looks at me. I probably have texted Kansas City that I may miss the next week's game. <laughs> 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 I, I, I probably test, texted Andy and said, you wouldn't believe how tough it is to get out of Argentina. <laughs> I may be here a week. <laughs> it wasn't Zach Wilson going apple picking on his buy. Like that, that was inexcusable, right? How could you? How dare he go out? Yeah, ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. No, I mean that's that. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, yep. it's it's the stakes of the whole thing. You're right. And how we view it. What he's done is not wrong. Nope. But because it's way outside the norm, and in the middle of the season, we're like, you just came from Germany. Now you're gonna go to Argentina, and you know, I just hope he plays well, so it becomes a non-story. But you guys know as well as I do, if he doesn't play well and they get jumped on on Monday night, that will be the story. Yep. I just cheer for love and the Bengals, so I can get a win-win here. (laughs) Say it again now, what'd you say? I cheer for love first and the Bengals second, so I could get a big win-win here, get love and a loss for the Bills. That'd, That'd be lovely. And, and you're not talking Jordan love. You're talking love. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love is love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like when, when two people he are affectionate loves. to each other, that's that gets me feeling really great. But, so, but, yeah. but, but let's be honest about it, right? I mean, yes, it's Taylor Swift and it's Travis Kelsey. But men, women, either side, right, have made those kinds of decisions on love forever. Oh, love, yeah. will, love will make you do things that people would go, well, is that really a good idea? Who cares? I'm in love. Yep. And I'm, off he goes. I just hope he plays well so he doesn't have to endure what's going to come next, which is the vitriol of all the Kansas City fans of, hey, we like Taylor Swift too, but we like winning Super Bowls more. Yep. And that's what that's what will happen on Monday night. But how, how great is that Monday night are going to be? Ooh. It's him against his brother. Kansas City, Philadelphia, Super Bowl rematch. Mm. And by the way, his brother on his open week was in Chicago on a Thursday nighter. Yeah. Anyone have any idea why he was in Chicago? Amazon Prime, baby. Got to get those yeah, numbers would, up would, for the documentary. I would, 
that, hey, whatever it takes, right? And yeah. he went in the booth and did a great job because he's sensational at everything he does. But going from Philadelphia to Chicago in your open week is not going to Argentina. No, it definitely isn't. No. <laughs> I was going to quickly say the pizza. But uh, Charles Davis, uh, we love our weekly no, chats. The, pizza, the, pizza, the pizza's in Calgary, guys. Yeah, at Tom's house 20, pizza. 20, 20, 20, 27 different varieties. Yeah, we love it. Um, Charles, terrific stuff as usual. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the games, especially that Thursday nighter. Talk next week. Uh, you guys take care of yourselves. Be good. There he is, Charles Davis, NFL on CBS Analyst, uh, NFL Network 2 on the Tom's House of Pizza so uh, guest better. line. Pizza made to perfection with locations in Calgary and Okotoks. We didn't get to the pastronaut. Talked about him last week, but we didn't oh. get to Josh Dobbs. Okay. We didn't get to Antonio Pierce and the Raiders and what's going on with Devontae Adams. The Niners are back. The Niners. <laughs> They're healthy. Or the Jags stink. And, I don't think they stink. And Stephon Diggs. The Jags don't stink. The Jags but don't Trevor stink. Trevor Lawrence isn't taking that next step yet. He needs to take that next step. He hasn't yeah. taken that next step. Their offensive no. line is not very good. Okay, but the, the Niners' secondary blows. But the reason why they got Chase Young is like, well, if we're in your face, you can't even throw the football. Yeah. So that's we what we're going to try to mitigate guys. our issues with in the secondary. Yeah. And they look like they were back. And Debo looked good. Kittle looked good. They were trying to get McCaffrey, desperately trying to get him a touchdown <laughs> to break the record. Go to the but Jags the Niners look like the Niners. Not letting them in. And something we didn't talk about that we can just quickly talk about here, the Detroit Motor City Lions. Big win in, in Los yeah, Angeles. There's fine. only one thing I have a bone to pick with them. Chargers gonna charge. Stop taking so many damn chances on fourth down. I it's going to come back. I love it. It has to because it. you got to be a little more. Con- I know that. Oh, that's their thing. They I'm biting no, kneecaps. No, I'm in, Jan- in January, that, that's going to come back. It's going to come back. Show. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. In January. But, that's, but, but right now against the LA Chargers on a Sunday in SoFi. He might not do it in January. He might totally change. We mm. haven't seen Dan Campbell uh, you're right. in the playoffs. You're right. But it will in the regular the... season against the freaking Chargers, yeah, all day. Give four. me the ball because the Chargers are going to blow it in the end. They are four. They went four or five on fourth down. Damn straight, and they which should. Which is crazy that they went They're showing you their and cards. Like, you got to stop them. Multiple now. times it was like fourth and yeah. three, fourth and yeah. four from midfield. It's not midfield. like a fourth and one uh, yeah. tush-push type situation I just here. feel like. And they're not just, yeah, they're not just uh, rushing the ball. Like, they can attack you like so many different ways. Like that fourth and two, like Sam Laporta just sits as a little five-yard curl route, just sits in there. There's three charges around him, but it's just the yeah. golf gets the ball out so quickly, and it's like, oh, first down. Or you can pop it out to Jameer Gibbs in the flat. You can go David Montgomery right up the gut if it's a yard or two. No, listen, like I'm, the, not, I'm not. A dis- million choices. Like, I just, I no, don't. I, it, I just think sometimes he coaches a team like they're still zero and sixteen. Yeah, but you're a, you're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Sometimes you got to dial it back just a little bit. I don't know if down. he coaches them like they're zero and sixteen, or if he coaches them like Dan Campbell coaches them. Okay. And it's just Dan the man Campbell. I just feel like MCDC. in January this might come back and haunt them and go, we never should have went for it on fourth down. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I like aggressiveness, but sometimes you got to be a little more conservative when you're a elite team like the Lions. Because right now in the NFC, what is it? It's the Eagles, it's the Niners, it's the Lions. Anybody yeah. else on that list? Top three? No, the Cowboys can only beat up on bad teams. Yeah, I, I will take the Lions over the Cowboys because yep. I can't trust the Cowboys in a big game, and I can't trust their offense Pastor in a big game. Pastor Knott's right there, too. He's not doing much, and the Seahawks are all in that next tier down. That's what from I mean. That group. Top three teams in the NFC, Eagles, Niners, Lions. I also always wonder about a Which co- is crazy. The Lions co- have the way the schedule goes. They, they might a, finish they, with a number one they seed. They could easily be the buy the, Maybe. the, the, the buy team in the, in the NFC. I always wonder about a head coach having a mantra, a personality that your players grow to love, appreciate, respect, and understand. And then you start sh- changing it and they go, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. 
what is your deal? Okay, what that, are you that's like? That's a great point because you're right. They play. And, in, and he is one of the best leaders in the NFL right now. Yeah. And the last thing I want is my players double guessing what I'm doing because sure. up until this point, I have been nails on my decisions. And I'm not going to start second guessing myself because then my players start doing it as well. Uh, straight ahead, uh, your text messages all morning. Nikita Zadorov's trade request was as subtle as blank. 960, 960, name and location. Texty McTexerson is back off the IL. He's feeling good. He's okay. good. He's healthy. He's ready to contribute. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Hey, it's a Flames game night. They're on the road tonight to play the Habs in Montreal. Puck drop just after 5 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960 with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson. I was going to say that you haven't gone out to Quebec since uh, your run-in with the law there. but Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have told uh, that story. Maybe some Quebec <laughs> listening. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, we'll get you with that ticket. I was going to say, if you it was like went, six points, dude. The they it was six points, too. Six points. Yes. I'm like, are you kidding me? Ugh. That was like the biggest thing, too. I'm like, six points for that? How many more do they take the license away? I think it's 10. Jesus. Yeah. I think I have to pay a ticket. I think I got a ticket. Uh, I had a bad summer with tickets. I'm thankfully paid I'm up. The traffic is different than parking. <laughs> I that's think I for got sure. one right before I went to Vegas. Oh. Like mm. Two years ago. I don't think I've paid it. So mm. I probably you probably should. should. You probably yeah. should get on that. But mine's over 20 years ago. I think I'm, I think I'm in the clear. It's been 20 years. Yeah, it's past the statute of limitations. Is there such a thing? Well, yeah, maybe. When does my license yeah. expire? And there, yeah, that's when you'll yeah, have to you pay have to the check. piper, That's when man. you'll have to pay it. <laughs> that's when you'll have to pay the piper, my man. All right. May 2020. That can't be right. Oh, oh boy. boy. He's driving without a license. Oh, great. Oh, no, no. no. We're good. <laughs> okay. no, we're 24. <laughs> All right. Yeah, 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 next, yeah. next spring. April 2024. Or it could be suspended right now because you haven't paid it. Um, <laughs> that, that would be fun. That would not be good. Not ideal. my license and he's like, oh, we actually have to take this from you. Arrest you actually. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, bloop, 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 and they got and Maddie Rose is in cuffs. Oh, not again. I, <laughs> wait, it was like uh, that time uh, where you should be like in cuffs, where like you're just wearing like a like an undershirt and you're all yeah, disheveled yeah, walking yeah. up with me, I man. Thought this was America. I uh, thought this was America. One summer here, it's all stained yeah. and you're all sweaty. Uh, yeah. It was one summer, uh, Peter Klein. Bleeding. Yeah, somewhere, Peter, uh, he jaywalked across the train line. Yeah, and caught a transit cop. Was giving him a ticket right in front of the the stair the door here, at the station. That was a fun time. Like, I, or you could just walk away from him. He could have. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. I'm gonna chase go, me down. I'm gonna go in this building. Security's not gonna let you in. So how about that? Yeah. Hit him! The, hit him with the taser. Actually, this was actually yeah. when this door was open during the day, where you could just open it. and You didn't oh. need to scan in. Well, like between. Just, between nine Let and four, anybody could walk oh, in here. Okay. Yeah. We had actually someone manning the front desk that was we not did. security, like an actual human being, yeah. who would say, hello, oh, what are you, you here to pick up your prize? Oh, but now it's a fortress. Yeah. Now it's, well, like, yeah. it's locked. Fortress. Four knocks Secrets yeah. and a lot of <laughs> proprietary information. You're right. Lots of stuff. A lot of PI, um, IP. We've been, we've been taking your text messages <laughs> all morning. In, in yeah, we've been taking your text intellectual messages. Intellectual property? All morning. Intellect. No, we don't no. have any of that. No. 960, 960, name and location. Nikita Zadorov's trade request over the weekend was as subtle as blank. Texty McTexerson is our Sportsnet 960, the fan. Text reading robot. And he joins us here. Oh, Texty. Ken from downtown. 
Nikita Tsadarov's trade request was as subtle. Mike Babcock's "May I see your phone?" request. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, nice and subtle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, what's on your? I want to see if you're a good family man. Yeah. What's you on your phone, your dog? Yeah. Do you see that dog? Let's make sure all these pictures are of your better half. <laughs> Whoa! Is that yours? Is that one yours? Wait, I like what? that one. Wait, is what? And I like the fact that it's going to be Zadarov the whole time. Oh, it's going to be funny. Zadarov. 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 Morgan from Cochrane. Zadarov's trade request is as subtle as a Jack Michaels Oilers goal call. <laughs> That's loud. Uh, That's yeah, but again, it's your play-by-play play no. guys should get excited. I love Jack Michaels. I love Jack. One timer dry subtle. That was rematch. Can we say, yeah. what is that drum thing they do, their goal song? I'm just like, it's like, boof. What a beautiful stretch. Here's McDavid off the left. That's like a club jam. Hey, they're all excited. I, That's I, nice. <laughs> I like Jack Michael. I, I do, do too. too. I think he does a Love great him. job. Cam Moon. Shout out Oilers Media. There you go. Oh, I don't know if we need to. Uh, we'll have Mark Spector. I don't know if we need to blanket them all in there. Uh, we, have, uh, um, we have uh, Mark Spector. On the, on the pro. Yeah. We had There's Stoff. a couple I got real listen, problems with. Listen. No, no, when Stoff was on our show, listen, you oh, should pay $90 for a hamburger because you got a new arena. <laughs> Eat it. That. I don't. I'm not gonna. You pay ninety dollars no, for a hamburger because you got a new arena. So shut up and like it and like your ninety dollar hamburger. He a twenty dollar Oiler Plus subscription. He, yeah, he did say that. That's he true. did say that. All right, keep him rolling. Mac and Ken Moore. Satterov's trade request was about as subtle as a six-legged horse on ice. <laughs> six-legged horse. Whoa. Okay. Wait a minute. That's <laughs> five legs. That's so, <laughs> this is so weird. Okay. Hmm. All right. Weird. Wayne and Woodbine, Satterov's trade request was more subtle than Brent Cron's laugh. It, it, it like again, he he definitely he definitely has to he definitely yucks it up. He'll have his top ten list for us tomorrow. Can't wait. Top ten goalies in the NHL. Yeah, we have a Cron laugh, laugh montage. I couldn't find it. Here. I don't know. I Steinberg, oh, really? That's Steinberg okay. Has it hidden There'll somewhere. be lots. There'll be lots for us uh, for him to chuckle about. Tom the trucker finally leaving Edmonton. Satterov's trade request was as subtle as the Manhattan Project. That's fair. Mm, I yeah. like that. Um, finally leaving Edmonton. I I wish there was more to that story. Do oh, he's, he's trucker leaving Edmonton. He's okay, just good. Like, he's just leaving Edmonton. Okay, good. Um, Still haven't Tyler, seen Oppenheimer. Yeah. Mm. Tyler in Aspen. Nikita Satterov's trade request was as subtle as Ross Tucker mentioning the Ross Tucker podcast or my front page story. What? Uh, what? He does that on our what show? What are you talking no. about? Listen, there's nobody who puts it on a tee more for him than Matty Rose. That's like your hidden gift, is how to set up Ross Tucker to pimp his stuff hey on guys, our It program. has become one of my favorite bits on the show. Five yeah. and a half weeks to Christmas. Yeah. And you know what the my, thing is? You, know, you write a story about her, guaranteed she'll cry. Guaranteed she'll cry. Your wife, girlfriend, mother, sister, whoever it is in your life. You know what they've Brother, never had? doesn't matter. You know what they've never had? Newspaper article written yep. about him. And it looks old-timey like a real newspaper article. You're like, wait a minute. This has information about me in oh it. Oh, my goodness. comes with a, a, a big frame on it. My yeah. front, front page story.com. Holidays coming up. Chris in Mactown. The Tsadarav trade request was as subtle as Matty Rowe's utter hatred for the Oilers. <laughs> okay. It's let's... not really subtle. He's not really I, I think also, that's the point of people thinking. Neither, like they neither was a like, trade request. <laughs> it wasn't. The Flames <laughs> like, found out through like, Twitter. Like, Maddie did, <laughs> did walk in to work with the sandwich board that said, suck it, Woodcroft. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, I'm not taking joy in anybody He's getting fired. He's got a fired. bullhorn. I hey, will not do that. He's still getting paid. 
Yeah, and I actually really liked when he was the coach of the Oilers because I thought he was yeah. doing a really bad well, job. Okay, just real quick, what, why don't you tell the listeners what you did Thursday night? Oh, I got really banged up and watched the Oilers lose to the Sharks. Yeah, and bet a bunch of money on them to lose and yeah. won it all. <laughs> but no, you, you don't hate the Oilers at all. <laughs> nope, no, not at all. No, nope. you didn't have like, one of the best days Listen, of your life on Thursday. That night. was the part I did not say I had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I just said I'm uh-huh. not going to cheer for somebody to lose their job. That is a, a dangerous right. road to go down if yep. you believe in karma whatsoever, and I refuse to do that. But also, they suck, and it's great to yeah. see. Stephen Airdrie, that trade request was as subtle as my marriage proposal to my wife. I dropped the box as I was picking her up for our date, then decided <laughs> what the hell I'll do it in the mud room. I put it on the wrong hand, said her name wrong cause I was flustered, so we just got pizza and watched Friends cause she was binging a season that day. Fair? What? Are you gonna married back, still? He's gonna backpedal. Let's watch Friends! <laughs> got her! How did you get yeah, her name wrong? wrong? He just fumbled the bag so hard. I guess he was super nervous. Wrong yeah, he's like, oh, I came out in the mudroom. Now my, my plan. It's gone. I just got to pull the trigger here. Yep. Which hand does this go on? I'm realizing I didn't do nearly enough research. What is her name again? I. <laughs> All right. Will you one. marry All me, right. Miss? <laughs> you, <laughs> babe. <laughs> Last one. Just call her Darren in Airdrie. Nikita Tsadarov's trade request is as subtle as the smell left in the washroom after Uncle Jim's finished oh, with it. Oh boy. Yeah, you're <laughs> okay. Hold Everyone's on. I think that. we've all experienced you're at like a family dinner and Uncle Jim's in there just destroying it, things. Like, what, and then all of a sudden you get Jim? out and you go, Jesus, Uncle Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jim, go see a doctor. <laughs> Uncle Jim, you weren't supposed to be eating the dog. And then food. it's like, and it feels like it's just stuck to you yeah. after. Yeah, and like your hair you starts around. to curl because yeah. it's so. You go in the bathroom, you can feel your eyes and, start to and water. You know and like, Uncle oh, Jim God. sprays the floral stuff that isn't helping. Yeah, no, just making it worse. Yeah. Wow. Just makes it worse. Yeah. What is this rose and ugh, good lord? He's pulling up his Wrangler jeans after destroying things. <laughs> Gotta stop eating those hot dogs from 7-Eleven. <laughs> uh, that's it for us. Um, what's coming up at Mucho Big Show? I got, I got an appointment, so we're going to replay Brian oh. Cron. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got Brent Cron replay. That was a nice chat. Um, Flames and uh, Habs tonight. Yes. We'll break it down for you tomorrow. We'll be talking that at 1 o'clock. So a few more hours, and then we've got Flames pregame just rolling. No, yeah. Steinberg's ready. He's probably doing some push-ups now and getting jacked up. Arm day. Big boy. Uh, Flames. Every uh, day is arm day. And, uh, Every day is arm day. It that. looks like on Friday, Flames hot seat's going to happen. Oh, good. Mm. Where are the wings coming from? Ooh, I, oh, you'll know. I'll, I have I have a hookup. Okay. We're also going to get fresh wings delivered to us. Nice. Great. And uh, I didn't really plan this through as smartly as maybe I should have. Mm. So we're going to play Flames Hot Seat on Friday, and we're going to try some really hot sauces, and then I have to board a flight at 1130. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be like Uncle Jim. <laughs> oh, no. In the, in Old Uncle Jim airplane. in the airplane. I didn't really plan that through. I'm like, oh, I got to get on a flight. When you get to the back row of the plane, do you go to the other patrons and you go like, yeah, I just got to say, sorry in advance. Yeah. Pretty sorry, much. Yeah. Like, I, hey, I, I brought you my pretzels. Yeah. The worst thing is, <laughs> the worst thing is like probably sitting beside Joey Chestnut on a plane after oh. a competition. <laughs> oh, no. Not ideal. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Thailand, just no kidding. And stuff. Oof. Fine. 
uh, vegan vegan enemas. Um, I, Apple, <laughs> Spotify, Google, Amazon. We didn't talk about Cooperalls are coming back, eh? No, they're just wearing what? them in the warm ups. Oh. They're from? just wearing them in the warm up. Oh, I thought they were going to play with them. No, they can't because they slide too much. Oh, they're yeah. dangerous. That's you wear Cooperalls, you fly into the boards via the ice. They slide. <laughs> Might as well lube yourself up. With like Pam, spray Pam all over your <laughs> That's equipment. Fair. Can I get a vegan enema? That's I don't know. Oh, so you want to know what that is? Apple, Google, Spotify, the Amazon. Crazy enemas. Yeah, favorite. Yep, favorite podcatcher. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the game tonight. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.